A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts threw all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, Hello babies. babies! Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Welcome this to Babies, baby a- Gen- babies After Dark. Baby <laughs> Geniuses just, After Dark. I'm just repeating what Rob said a minute ago. <laughs> We've got a, a real nice loose energy going. <laughs> We're recording on a Sunday night, one full week before this comes out, because I'm going on vacation next weekend. Thank God. You deserve yeah. it. You deserve Thank it. Thank you. Even though I don't do a lot of work, I do deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve I to des- be somewhere that's not your house. That's not my house, yes. We're going to go whale watching. I'm excited. Oh, I that's awesome. Hope I see a whale. I just um, read a, I just read an article about whales, and it was about how pods of orcas will occasionally attack a giant blue whale. Whoa. Can I read you this one sentence? Yes. After an hour of relentless attacks, three female killer whales lined up side by side, rammed the blue whale onto its side, pushing it underwater, while two others attacked its head, and then the last orca swam inside of the blue whale's mouth and started eating its tongue. What the fuck kind of... And then the article added, which is nutritionally dense. (laughs) 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 Right? Like, what the fuck? That's like an action movie. I love it. That's like a Jack Reacher sort of thing. Um, I, the other day, I was like going out in the yard to water some plants or something, and I just heard like this cacophonous sort of like... raven screeching there's a bunch of ravens in my neighborhood i don't know if the difference between ravens and crows or if there is one there is a difference yeah what's the difference um ah shit which one's which okay one of them has like more of a diamond shaped tail and one of them has like a frogier croak like a like that's the raven and then a crow has like a less froggy sound what what does a raven what does a crow sound like well they both sound you know And then uh, one of them like will kind of glide through the air and the other like flaps while it's while it's and their beaks are different. Okay, we have ravens in our neighborhood. Cool. Which are like really big. And um, they they just like have been squawking and squawking. (laughs) And I look up in the sky and I see two ravens. On either flying on either side of a Cooper's Hawk, fucking dive bombing it in the air, I've like seen, attacking it. I've seen them do that in my neighborhood too. On my street, what? I saw them doing this. Why? Why did they do that? Because I think the hawk is probably after them or their eggs. eggs. Yeah, because oh, hawks want that delicious eggs. I relate. Because in my, from the way I was seeing it was, I, to me, the hawk seemed like a victim, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it's like, the hawk is more of a predator than the than the raven, for sure. Yeah. And so I the don't ravens are them, trying to protect their, their young somehow. I don't want the hawk to leave, because cool. I like it. Yeah. And it's, I think there's just one. Um, 
It was it was interesting. I'm doing a lot of wildlife observation already. Today I took a three minute video of a squirrel uh, climbing onto my bird feeder. <laughs> it was really exciting. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, was it uh, successful? Did it get the yeah the seeds? Yeah. yeah? It was like squirrels are good at that. Yeah it it was it was elaborate. Maybe I'll post it. Um, but I'm just warming up for the for the whale watching. I also got I ordered a binocul a set of binoculars. Ooh, um, nice! And it comes with like an attachment for your phone, so you can attach your phone to the binoculars and take like long range sort of photos. How cool! With your with your phone. Um, and I was like, oh, I should just sort of like test it out. And I just like pointed it out the window, and I was like, oh. I'm being a creep. <laughs> I'm just like pointing it around my neighborhood, being a total creep. Um, that is the first thing we did when Adam got new binoculars as we went up on the roof and used them to look at uh, houses and neighbors and see if we could spy any people doing anything weird. Yes, good. Yes, good. we love Do to the creep. spying. Yes. <laughs> Perv on out. Um, I don't condone doing that but i do condone being a perv i always feel like when i do it i'm like it's okay if i do it i'm just curious <laughs> you know like <laughs> which is like like i'm not actually a bad i'm a good person so it's okay if i spy right everything i do that's bad is fine when i do it because i'm good because i'm so good <laughs> yeah it's not this is not who i am yeah it's just what i'm doing and my desire to do it comes from some wellspring inside of me. Right. I'm not <laughs> a malicious, control. a malicious, evil person. Therefore, all the evil things I do do not define me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At my core, Welcome I am good. To America. <laughs> I'm like a delicious ice cream cone that has been dropped in some dirt, and you can just brush the dirt off, and then it's still good. <laughs> You lost me. That's I'm, where you lost me. <laughs> I've lost myself. You can't brush dirt off of ice cream. I know exactly. You can't brush anything off of ice cream. No, exactly. This is how you. This is why <laughs> you can't. Oh, you can't brush my evil actions off. Off. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, the numbers are going down in LA, which is great. Oh, good. I haven't to, checked. Like, go out. I haven't it's checked. It's down weeks. to like. 3.4. Oh, that's good. Yeah, which is good. We were waiting for 5% before we like went and saw people and did anything. I wasn't really um, doing anything anyways because I've been feeling a little sick. So I just didn't uh, didn't even check the last few weeks. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fair. I hope you're feeling better soon. Me too. What, staying in, does that mean you've been watching Love is Blind? <laughs> no, but I've been seeing a lot of other people are watching it. Season two of Love is Blind has dropped almost every episode. They haven't posted the wedding episodes yet. It's really <laughs> so good. It's so... These people are so desperate. And also, <laughs> really, they make really poor choices. And it's just... The premise of this show, if you haven't watched it, why haven't you watched it? It's on Netflix. The premise of the show is there's a bunch of pods... And they go on dates on the other side of the wall from people so they can't see what they look like. And they're only allowed to, like, meet them in person if they agree to get engaged. Wow. What Having not seen them. Are they always tr constantly trying to get the other people to describe themselves? They're like, so... Well, usually no, but then there was a guy this season who 
was trying to be like, so could I carry you on my shoulders, do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Which is very much like... That's rude. So rude. And he immediately got called out on it. Yeah. Um, But also, I really am surprised that that's not a bigger part of the show. People just being like, so... Because also, all of the women and all of the men... It's like an incredibly heteronormative show. All of the women and all the men are like living together. Yeah. And they can see each other. So like, and then they're also all dating the same people. They're like going on rotations and going on dates and stuff. Right. And um, they could just be like, hey, will you tell me what Shayna looks like? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are they all, oh, here, I haven't seen the show at all. Are they all pretty conventionally attractive so bachelor bachelor types yeah like season one they were all pretty hot season two it seemed like at first there was gonna be like maybe a little bit more size diversity but Mm -hmm. then they only ended up focusing on the people who made connections and who got engaged and so anyone who didn't get engaged just doesn't get follow-up so you meet a bunch of people in the first episode that aren't in it after that and so like everyone who ends up engaged is like skinny yeah basically um you know some of them are more attractive than others in my opinion and probably (laughs) in like conventional conventional standards but um it doesn't end up being that big of a factor i don't know like Mm -hmm. no one comes out and is like "Uh oh yeah except one guy and i won't spoil any of it but um he goes uh oh to the person he he... doesn't go uh oh but he just gradually is sort of like i don't think i'm really attracted to her yeah um and but season one there was someone who very clearly was like not happy about how short the man that she got engaged (laughs) to was that sucks (laughs) um but i think she also just wanted out in general yeah um but uh you should watch it. Are you watching anything that you love right now? Mm, like like I said, I'm still p- plowing through the Americans. I'm on season five oh, now. Yeah. Paige has oh gotten slightly more tolerable as a character. <laughs> God, I just... <laughs> she was dreadful last season. Uh, yeah, what phase is she in right now? Uh, Warning, incoming American spoiler, but you should have watched it already. Spoilers for a season that came out in like 2016, 2017, maybe. Um, she's uh, she's finally sort of like starting to become, she's, she's more interested in the spy stuff now and maybe starting to think it's a little cool and like Elizabeth okay. is starting to train her a little bit. She just met Gabriel, which is exciting, uh, right before okay. he goes, you know, home to Russia supposedly he's gonna go back there we'll see if he makes I it safely think i remember that person um, i should rewatch it it's pretty good i like it it's very it's very dark and sad though it's definitely not like the kind of thing i normally like to watch and then every yeah. few episodes they're like oh we should make the main characters um have sex <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i have to imagine like every every season when they set out to write it they're like okay we have five colored squares for sex we have to put them in the episodes (laughs) they really sprinkle them throughout but like sometimes like i mean i i love the main like the the marriage between the two main characters it's like such a great part of the show yeah but like yeah yeah sometimes they have long dry spells and then it's like oh they're getting into it all right i don't know all it's right. fun. Yeah. 
Um, what was I going to say? Are you <laughs> watching Reacher? Reacher. The Jack Reacher TV show? No, you did, de- you did describe it to me in the last episode, and I, I, it was the most I'd ever heard about Jack Reacher before. It was just a name to me that I didn't understand, but now I know that he is large, and that's He's great. large. We you're, finished you're, watching it. You've got, you we got into it. it. Wow, you were, yeah. you were so resistant. I got into it. Yeah, I was resistant, and I... I will admit it was very enjoyable. Is Peter Peter so happy that he? He's so thrilled. Yeah, yeah. this was like the greatest <laughs> gift you could have given him. And how did I it... hope he remembers that? <laughs> he owes you one. And how did it compare to the book? I don't. Which was it? I, refu- the... <laughs> I refuse to absorb that information. <laughs> Same. I regretted asking as soon as the words left my mouth. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> oh man. Um, very little else is going on in my life right now. I got a haircut. My hairstylist came to town. And yeah, I, I got one too. Um, such a good oh, feeling. How did it go? It's just great. Yeah. I just love getting a haircut. It's just like, I feel so, I feel so light and free. My hair grows in really strongly. Um, and then it's just like a blob on my head. So it's nice to have like an actual shape. Look, Rob had a cut too. Look at that. Um, I wanted to address a listener email. Mm. Oh, I did get a little stoned before my haircut, and that was really fun. And then at the end, for some reason, we started talking about ASMR, and she was like, oh, I forgot you like ASMR. Next time I do your hair, we should do like an ASMR haircut. And I was like, I will definitely pay you extra for that. That's a service she provides? (laughs) She was just like, I don't think it's like on her like. Yeah website (laughs) (laughs) it's for special clients (laughs) yeah that's exciting uh i'm very excited about that and i was like yeah you could bring like a tape measure to like measure my face for no reason (laughs) yeah (laughs) and do a bunch of like bullshit measurements and then write it down in a notebook she's like i'm with you i'm with you oh my god um I wanted to address a listener email we got. Ooh, which one? About, um, so the one that we just got from Jess Galatro, um, that's, uh, responding to the call for talking in your sleep stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I... (laughs) was having surgery to fix my broken wrist. When I woke up, the nurse was laughing at me and said she doesn't normally tell patients what they say or do while they are under, but apparently I came to enough to look at my arm and the metal plate they were installing. I gleefully asked, is that adamantium? And before anyone could say anything, I proclaimed that I was Wolverine and then went back under. (laughs) Um, So that's great. But there's a second paragraph that's the real reason why I wanted to talk about it, which was in a separate story... Uh, I had a dream that I was touring Versailles, which was somehow in Rhode Island, with my friend, and we were talking about going to see Clerkus McDurkus in concert. <laughs> the next day, when I told my spouse and my friends about the dream and the origins of Clerkus McDurkus, it was received with great joy and laughter. We now have a group chat entitled Clerkus McDurkus Concert Plans. Oh my god. Which is great. Mate, it's great, but I do feel very compelled to issue a correction here. Oh. His name is not Clerkus McDurkus. <laughs> it's Clerkus Madurkus <laughs> with an apostrophe. This is really important. M apostrophe Durkus. 
So I want to formally request that you change the name of your group chat to reflect <laughs> the proper spelling of Clerkus Madarkus. Wow. That's all. That's really important. Yes. Um, um, we got another listener email that was about that public domain thing about the causes of death. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they asked a historian friend about the weird cause of death, teeth. And uh, they wrote, I thought you might enjoy her answer. They believed back then that there were teeth worms that caused infections and often removed the worm-looking nerves in the tooth <laughs> to fix it. Likely it was an abscess that can very quickly infect the brain if left untreated. Um, this period saw the introduction of sugar into middling sort of diets, so it was a newish issue for some. Um, some bills will say worms and teeth under the normal worm-related deaths. And she wrote, and King's Evil, which got two people this week, was scrofula. I don't know what scrofula is. That sounds just as uh, yeah, that confusing doesn't sound to me as like King's less Evil. fake. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we've done... Oh, that's a real malady, sure. Scrofula. <laughs> God, awful. <laughs> Sounds like fluffy scrotums. Um, I wonder if we've done teeth well, worms as like a wiki page before. It sounds like the kind of thing we would have done, but I've like completely wiped it like from my it, memory. But I don't know if we. I don't know if we have. I it's so know. hard. It's so hard to distinguish between things we've done and things that are just on brand. I know. I know. If only we had some kind of um, bank for all the th articles we've ever yeah. done, but we don't. We don't. And we never will. We never will, ever. At no point in history. <laughs> um, I um, wanted to mention, while we're still doing our intro, that I have a new Patreon. Um, so, oh, listeners, yeah. if you want to support me on Patreon, just look up my name, Lisa Hannah Walton Patreon, and um, you can follow me there and go do that if you like to read my comics, because I'm going to make new comics for it. Y are you going to post feet? Um, I might post feet, you know, depends. I might, <laughs> it might get weird on there. If like li literally all my followers are like post feet, then I might just do it because I am eager to please. Don't issue that challenge. I don't know. I'm very blasé about my feet and what other people do with them. Yeah. So. I feel like you've already posted feet. <laughs> I've posted feet. And everyone's just like, yay. All right. They're not the most exciting feet. You know what? I haven't checked my WikiFeet score in a while. I haven't I'm checked mine either. Right now. Last time I looked, it was like I had a pretty good score and I felt really nice about that. Let's check. What's yours? Um, WikiFeet. Let's see. It's it's exciting to even be on there. You know, it's like very flattering. All I, right. met, I got nice feet. Fuck. I met, I have okay feet. Oh. For what the a, hell? For a while, I was hanging around at okay, and then some some rating boosted me up to nice. I have like a solid three point seven five, I'd say, on there. Wow! People who liked Emily Heller's feet also liked Jodie Foster, <laughs> Jessica Biel, <laughs> Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> People who liked my feet also liked Allison Brie. Kaylee Cuoco. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> Bella Thorne, Taylor Swift. Maybe they. Maybe just everyone likes their feet. Just generally, I don't know. I don't really. I don't understand the perspective oh, wow. of a foot lover. Okay, I did not realize there was a discussion underneath my page. Uh oh. 
Um, someone posted. <laughs> Wait, there's in comments. 2019, there's comments. Scroll down. There's a comment section. I don't know what yours is, but oh no! Here, someone said she wants a higher rating, and then tweeted and then posted like a link to my Twitter where I asked for a higher WikiFeet rating. <laughs> um, when was that? Someone. Someone said, a rare glimpse into her amazing souls. I hope that in the future, <laughs> we will be spelled. able to see we will be able to see her two souls closely with a clear picture. And then someone <laughs> said, responded to one picture of my feet and said, Fred Flintstone. No. Rude. <laughs> And then another one said, she's an extremely good comedian, podcast baby geniuses, new album pasta, with a set of feet that would drive a certain film director whose name rhymes with question Indiegogo over the edge. If Helen of Troy had tootsies like Emily, the Iliad might have had a different ending. And I'm just going to assume that's a baby geniuses listener who did yeah. that to help boost my rating. That's great. <laughs> and thank you. Um, and thank you. Do you have comments? Yeah. One of them linked to an Instagram where I said that this site made me more confident in my feet and they were excited about that. <laughs> Fetishists always love when you're like in on it, you know. Uh, <laughs> someone wrote super cute. Ooh, a super talented artist. Pretty decent public speaker, too. I'm a fan. Well, thank you. Wow. 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 And someone wrote, she let her boyfriend snap a close-up soul shot, so I figured she deserves some props. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a joy WikiFeed is. Um, what a yeah. joy. It's really like life-affirming stuff, you know? I like it. Yeah, well, for you it is. For me, it makes me question everything. I, my feet are are dainty. I have high arches. I should have a higher wiki feet score. You should. This is bullshit. I was excited even when I had an okay rating because I I'm like okay, yeah, like that's better than I expected. I don't know. I I've, I've very better. I need to post some better feet. They're nagging me into it. I guess so. You got a time to get a pedicure and post a <laughs> some shots. My feet are kind of like wide and stumpy, so I'm excited. When are they any good attention? I should I okay? Should I try and boost my wiki feet rating, or should I try and tank it? <laughs> <laughs> should you just like <laughs> post like some really really just, ugly <laughs> ugly foot photos? Just like I use a bunch of mascara on my toe hair yeah and <laughs> like and just like a, like a photo of you sticking your foot in a toilet <laughs> 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 and like smooshing mud between your toes would they be into that or would they hate it i don't some know some people might be into that i, I don't, don't know, know. it's a mystery it is a, a moving target <laughs> 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 trying to uh, beat beat fetishes at their own game <laughs> so hard i wish i had a fetish that was just like easy to see on people's bodies not just like man what a cool cheat code it's just like people are basically naked to you i don't yeah. really know how it works um should we do touch chat oh wait do you have an endorse horse Oh, do I have an endorse horse? I mean, an endorse horse can sneak up on you at any time. That's true. Any time. It doesn't need to be now. Um, Let me think about it. I think I might have one, but I don't remember what it is. Okay, let's do Chunch Chat first. Okay. 
We'll be right back. Baby Geniuses is brought to you by Wealthfront. You know, a lot of investment apps make it easy to start trading. But just because it's easy to do doesn't mean you know what you're doing. Wealthfront makes it easy to invest and easy to grow your savings with a diversified portfolio that balances your other riskier bets. You can start investing in no time with Wealthfront's classic portfolio or make it your own with things you care about like socially responsible funds or technology or hundreds of other investments. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts who are generally smarter about this kind of stuff than podcast producers and they'll help you turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. They're trusted with over $28 billion in assets, that's with a B, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. To start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com geniuses. That's Wealthfront.com geniuses to start building your wealth. Go to Wealthfront.com geniuses to get started today. Google how to spell geniuses if you don't know how, or just look at the name of this podcast. Um, hi, I'm looking for a movie. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, there's that new foreign film with the time travel. There's an amazing documentary about queer history on streaming. Have I told you about this classic where giant robots fight? Or there's that one that most critics hated, but I thought was actually pretty good. Ooh, I know. The one with the huge car chase, and then there's that scene where the, the car, car jumps, jumps over, over the submarine. submarine. Wow, who are you eclectic movie experts? Well, I'm Ify Wadiway. I'm Drea Clark. And I'm Alonzo Duraldi. And together, we host the movie podcast, Maximum film new episodes every week on maximumfun.org and you actually just walked into our recording booth oh weird sorry i thought this was a video store you seem like a lady with a lot of problems Chunch. when the clock strikes noon we could have a picnic lunch find wine full moon and we're chatting about chunch and chunch it's time for Chunch Chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben, ben Chunch. Chunch. <laughs> uh, so I checked her blog because I had not looked at her blog in a while. And she did have a blog post about two Frisians join my herd. And it's about Hilka and Geert, her new Frisians. Um, she still doesn't have the shot of them getting off the trailer, which I really wanted and requested. But it's still cute. They arrived and they're standing in her pasture. Uh, they're two Frisian geldings. They're great. And she has a picture of Ban Chunch, like kind of looking at them because they're, they've just arrived and he's excited to meet them. Okay. Um, I learned her new stable manager is named Helen Peppero. <laughs> which I will be looking up later to see if she has an account. Uh, <laughs> on wiki feet. <laughs> and again, and again, it's not creepy if I do it because I'm nice and good. It's just research um <laughs> wiki feed <laughs> and now once again i've said this before but i'm just amazed that martha grows all of her own hay on her farm what a yeah. what a life what a what an amazing existence um can i ask you a question lisa <laughs> no yes <laughs> what is hay <laughs> it's grass but there's different kinds Okay. So there's like Timothy, Timothy, there's like uh fucking alfalfa, there's uh what are the other ones? Now I'm blanking. But um the some have some have higher sugar content. So like those ones are not as good for Junie, so she has to eat like special hay. Bermuda is another kind. Uh or is that just grass? Well, it depends what you want to feed your your livestock. And right. and Martha grows all of it. She has like 
she has a bunch of fields and she's growing like a different kind of hay in every field and then she harvests it and feeds all the animals and that's just incredible because like buying hay and getting it like delivered to you is a whole fucking thing yeah yeah it's that's a nice little closed loop and the hay prices have gone up like crazy since the pandemic so i'm also very jealous that she has her own oh incredible not paying paying through the teeth i mean she could afford it she could afford it (laughs) she could she did buy two brand new frisians from holland she also wrote like this is the first time that they've seen snow i'm like it doesn't it snow in holland you don't know that bitch (laughs) does it snow in holland I, I don't think so. I don't want to look it up, but it's like... No, it definitely does. It definitely does. It's like up there. Like, they've seen snow before. They are 11 years old and they came from the Netherlands. Like, they've seen snow. Yeah. you. She doesn't know that they haven't seen snow. What is she talking about? Maybe the person who writes her blog is... Just didn't know any better. Uh, also, on her blog, she had another post, and I, I just really like the title of it. Mulching My Azaleas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like really suggestive. <laughs> I keep being like, I'm taking the year off gardening, but I'm accidentally doing a lot of gardening. Did I mention that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got so much going on. I've got a bunch of potatoes. Like, this what am a, I doing? <laughs> this is a great problem. Yeah. It's it's a good problem to have. Um, mm, Does that conclude Chunch Chat? Yes. That concludes Chunch Chat. Oh, we'll be right back with one on fun. But at first, I want to tell you something. <laughs> I think so I figured out a plan for dealing with the daycare people <laughs> next door. Oh, no. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it involves a tank of gasoline <laughs> and a match. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's about to say some Me incriminating a shit. Po- a pod of orcas are gonna surround them. <laughs> no, we're gonna eat the tongues. <laughs> um, so I have these like giant, these like really big whiskey barrel planters that have like plants in them, like tall like shrubs um, that are in my driveway, and I know I'm gonna have to move them when we start construction in the backyard. And I've been trying to figure out where to put them, and I realized I could put them as like a barrier Mm. between my yard and their driveway. Do you think this is a bad idea? Where, wait, so they're going to go like... They're going to be in my yard. Yeah. But like along the border. So like basically instead of a fence, it's... it's, it's Yeah, until I can build a fence, yeah. That seems like a good idea. Right? And also like more like nice looking than just a fence, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, I am going to want to eventually put up a fence, but it's like I kind of that sort of I'm waiting to do that for various reasons. Yeah. But um, anyway, isn't that, that exciting? Nice. Yeah. I've thought of a plan because I was tr- I did plant a bunch of rosemary and they have just trampled it. No. What the hell? Yeah. They're just fully stepping on it. The kids or the parents? The parents. What and the I fuck? confronted one of them about it. What'd they do? I was like, can you please not do that? And she was like, okay. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with the, all the people who go to this business? Well, okay, wait. Actually, um, first what she did, so she walked in, and this is definitely the same woman who let her kid piss in my front yard. Uh, um, runs in the family. She walked in <laughs> and 
was just like truly stomping on them in the morning and then she came back out without the kid and i went outside and i was like excuse me um could you and she's like yeah and i was like could you please be more conscientious when you're walking (laughs) on my yard and she was like what did i do Uh, and i was like you stepped on my plants (laughs) you (laughs) fucking bitch have you never seen (laughs) rosemary before it's like a whole it's a thing like you you can't just walk on it you can't just walk on it I really think that there's just zero thought being put into what's happening. I mean, clearly. And clearly she's been, like, confronted about stuff in the past if, like, her (laughs) reaction is so defensive. Yeah. Well, and also, I know... What did I do? (laughs) (laughs) You bitch. (laughs) She knows I I don't like her, too, because I think someone confronted her about her kid breaking my Halloween decorations. (laughs) The kid who peed is the same kid who broke your Halloween decorations? Oh, yeah. And I know his name. His first name. Wow. What um, the hell so. is wrong with... I feel bad for this kid because, like, clearly his mom sucks. His mom sucks. But also, counterpoint, do I need to get a life? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It's possible I need to get a life. You know, I mean, we all need, like, something to focus on. It's nice to have, like, an enemy. You know what I mean? Like, Look, I don't have any writing deadlines right now. What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm always, like, hyper-focused on people I hate at the barn, so I get it, man. Like, <laughs> one person I really hated, like, finally moved away, and I was like, yes, but then, like, three new people I hate moved in, and it's like, oh, welcome to a new season of Barn Bitches. Like, people are fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> But it definitely gives me something to talk about with the barn people I like. So that's that's great. Yeah. I wish I had other neighbors I could talk to about them. I'm the only oh, one dealing with this shit. It's delicious. It's so it's such a great like bonding <laughs> material when you when you both hate the same person. It's so great. Um Oh look at right. Alan's using his ramp in the background. <laughs> yes, he is. That's so cute. Um, all right. All What's right. What's he doing? He's conquering the pillows in the background, just making himself a little bed. Alan, use your dog bed. What do you... All right. I think, uh, uh, I think that concludes Chunch Chat. <laughs> yeah, it's time for What on Fun. One on Fun. Um, Emily, mm-hmm. do you have any new uh, advice for functioning with ADD or ADHD? Because one of our listeners just asked Ooh. an email and they were like, if, you, if Emily has any advice for this, I'd like to hear it. I would say tips and tricks. Um, routine is really important. Is that advice? That's, um, that's pretty good advice. Routine is very important. Try to do stuff at the same time every day. Anything you can do to make the stuff that you have to do less optional is good. Anything mm. you can do to to build things into your life in a way that you don't have to constantly choose to do the stuff that you don't want to do is really helpful. Oh, that's smart. Um, that is smart. And um, so, like, if you just say, like, at the same time every day I do this, set an alarm on your phone that every day at the same time you do your like stretches or whatever that's really helpful yeah. um and then 
What else? I mean, I've been kind of bad lately. Like, I haven't been doing a lot of my stuff that I usually do. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, like the, be- the best piece of advice, I think, for me and in general, not just in general, just for me, <laughs> in my opinion, the best piece of advice is to schedule a time every day at the same time at the beginning of the day. When you sit down and plan the rest of your day. Oh, that's super smart. I need to do that. Write down everything you need to do and also look at your like hour by hour daily sort of like schedule and figure out when you can realistically do stuff. Yeah. If you know that there's only like two hours between when you're making the list and lunchtime, don't try and act like you're going to do a bunch of stuff in between Like, be realistic about your time and how much time things take, and don't say to yourself ever, like, oh, I have all day. You don't have all day. You've got a bunch of other micro tasks that you have to do throughout the day that are going to break up how much time you actually have. And you, the better you know yourself and your, like, when you're productive and when you're good at getting things done and when you aren't, the easier it is to plan those things and give yourself little rewards at the end of the day that you save. Um, that's smart. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, just having it, giving yourself time at the beginning of the day to be like, cause one, one of the traps that I fall into is just like, I'll think of something halfway through the day that I want to get done and then I'll forget whatever else I said I was going to do. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Is that helpful? Yeah, I think so. My problem is like some days I'll only have like one meeting I have to do for work and other days it's like meetings all day long. So there's, it's very hard to find any consistency right now. And on the days when it's yeah. like, okay, I have one meeting, it's at like 2.30 PM or whatever. I'm not doing fuck all until then. Like I just, I'm oh, just yeah. like, oh, that meeting, that meeting, that meeting. It's then, so I can't get in, I can't like hyper focus on anything else because I know it's going to get interrupted. And so yeah. that's, it's, ugh, it sucks. I just have sort of given up on doing things on days like that. Yeah, I probably should, too. I'm also like right now I'm in the process of pitching a new TV show. And so there are certain days where it's like, okay, I have two meetings today where I have to be wearing fucking makeup. And (laughs) that just like makes me tired all day. Having makeup on my eyes. Yeah, it's so exhausting. Why Why is it so exhausting? I don't know. know. Is it literally like... Is it like inflaming me to put makeup on my face? Like I feel it feels exhausting. It just it gets in my eyes. It makes me want to close them and go to sleep. Same. I think that's what's happening. It makes me so tired. And it makes my face hot. It's not it's not good. Maybe you need um, new makeup that's like hypoallergenic or something. Maybe we need that. Maybe it's don't it's make irritating me buy us. makeup. I wear it t- <laughs> I wear it two days a year. Yeah. <laughs> and I just bought new makeup. <laughs> it needs to last me another ten years. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, it, Lisa. Yeah. So let's say that you sell Barn Bitches as a reality show, but they yeah. say we'll pick it up to series, but only if you'll be on it and you have to change your personality to be more like uh, someone on a reality show. Fuck. What would your reality show persona be on Born Bitches? I have to change my personality or should well, I just or, or exaggerate, exaggerate. It. just make it 
Because your personality right now would not work on a reality show, I don't think. No, because I'm always like, well, let's all just get along and smooth things over. <laughs> and I can see both sides. You know, I'm just... And also you like think about things before you say them. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have. And then sometimes you don't say them. <laughs> I have screamed like, at someone at the barn before. That was a really exciting day. Ooh, Everyone what was, was like, wow, Lisa yelled because I never, ever do that. Um... She had just been annoying me a lot <laughs> over the course of months <laughs> and months, and I finally snapped. <laughs> but now we're cool, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> uh, what would I be? There was one season of The Bachelor where there was, like, a girl on it who was, like, kind of a weirdo, and she, like, wore a funny costume. She wore, like, a shark costume the first <laughs> the first day. You know, the first day when they're all coming out of the limos and they're wearing those evening gowns, and she wore, like, a funny costume. Um and she was just like, I'll be the funny, like, weird one. <laughs> and that's what you would be? I would love that. Like, I think that's that seems very comfortable to me as a thing to be on a reality show. So in the opening of the reality show, you know, when they, like, show each cast member one by one and they say things like, I, I only want the best. Like, they just have, like, one little, like, catchphrase, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I'm in this for keeps. You know, what would yours be? I'd be like, I am here to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're all going to be my friend. You're all going to love me. Uh, I'm definitely watching Barn Bitches. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking shit show. <laughs> it would be such a good reality show, and it would 100% ruin my life to work on such a thing. <laughs> it's like... It's like the place I go to get away from everything and to like zone out. And can you imagine it then being the set of like a reality show? Good Lord. Wow. Yeah. But like the personalities are just so strong in the horse world. And there's just so It'd much cool gossip. They, it's crazy. If they cut to like confessionals of the horses, <laughs> just like waited for them to say something. <laughs> I wish I could hear what they think. Probably not a lot. Yeah, it's probably not I'm not a, that riveting. Not much. Um. All right. Does that conclude one on fun? Yeah. That concludes one on fun. We'll be right back with wiki of the week. Baby geniuses is brought to you by Lumi Labs. So you've probably heard about microdosing. If you search around a bit on the internet, you'll find all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies delivers perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. They're low THC, but just enough that you really feel the good effects and not so much that you feel any of the bad stuff. They really do taste and feel amazing. They kind of help me focus on some of the more boring podcasts that I work on and just make them seem a little bit more interesting. At night, they help me wind down and zonk out after a long day of staring at the computer. If you ever feel like you need just a little extra help, kind of either focusing at work or winding down at the end of the day, you should definitely try this stuff out. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdosegummies.com and use code GENIUSES to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdosegummies.com and code GENIUSES. Google how to spell GENIUSES if you don't know how or just look at the name of this podcast. Check it out. Check it out. 
Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called Dr. Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. Oh, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a, it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that, are we allowed to say that? I don't know. It sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos. But first, I want to do an endorse horse. Oh my goodness, here it comes. It's coming Baby now. Geniuses endorse, letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset, now here's something we endorse. Um, I, I haven't even finished this book yet, but I'm in the middle of it and I love it. And it's a Susan Orlean's book on animals. Oh, and it's, it's called On Animals? On Animals. And it's just a collection of her essays about various animals. Uh, everything from like taxidermy to donkeys to chicken keeping. She actually writes about how Martha Stewart uh, helped to popularize owning chickens, backyard chickens. Um, oh, wow. And I just, I love Susan Orlean so much. She's, like, one of my favorite writers. I love all her books. She just, like, she makes it seem so easy. Like, she can just write about anything and make it just, like, endlessly fascinating. Like, she has this book about libraries that's um, incredible. Um, her book, The Orchid Thief, is great. I just love her. That sounds really good. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have an endorse horse this week. I'm sorry. Oh, my I God. Don't. I don't know. I mean, I already, I talked a lot about Reacher already. <laughs> um, you, I, I don't feel comfortable making that an endorse horse, but if it sounds good to you, you should watch it, I guess. <laughs> Rob's Is shaking that... his head. <laughs> I've just never heard anybody else talk about this show. Really? It's the number one show. It's the number one show on Amazon. Really? It's like the most popular. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people are watching it, and we just don't know because they're just boys. <laughs> It must not be a big crossover with the Gilded Age crowd. <laughs> no, I think I might be the only person who's watching the Gilded Age and Reacher. You're a very interesting statistical outlier. They are opposite shows. One of my friends did text me after our last episode and said, don't watch Gilded Age. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> which How kind of, dare they? Which Do they of... think I don't know that it basically sucks? I'm still, it's still good. I know. Just because it sucks doesn't mean it's not good. <laughs> no, it didn't. I did not expect it to be good. That's not why no. I want to watch things like that. No, it's quiet. The point of the Gilded Age is it's just it's just happening. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> just lie going back on. and let it happen. <laughs> yeah. Let it w- wash over you. Let the it's content a, wash over you. It is a quilt. It's just there. Yeah. Anyway, um, this week's Wikipedia page <laughs> was sent to us by Joshua Peterman. Thank you very much. Thank you very is, much. Uh, the Wikipedia page for Garden Hermit. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> yes. 
You know the way to my heart. Garden hermits, or ornamental hermits, were hermits <laughs> encouraged to live in purpose-built hermitages, follies, grottos, or rockeries on the estates of wealthy landowners, primarily during the 18th century. Such hermits would be encouraged to dress like druids and remain permanently on site where they could be fed, cared for, and consulted for advice or viewed for entertainment. Okay, so it's like keeping a human as a pet. I feel like we should define hermit. It's just someone who lives in seclusion. Yeah. So it's just like, this is a person who I'm paying and taking care of so that they don't leave my property. And their whole thing is that they just live in this little house and are only accessed by me. But it's so weird. Like, do they tend to the garden or do anything in exchange for living there? Or they just, but they're also there for entertainment so they can be viewed upon, even though they are living in seclusion. Sort of like a gnome. I don't know. But it's a person. I think they might get into that in the page. Hopefully. History. Professor Gordon Campbell of the University of Leicester, Leicester, uh, suggests that Leicester, Leicester, I don't know how it's pronounced. That's my name. Uh, Suggests that Francis of Paola was among the first of the trend, living as a hermit in the early 15th century in a cave on his father's estate. (laughs) Such a millennial. (laughs) We all move back into our parents and live in a cave on their their backyard. Adulting is hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he later served as a confidant and advisor to King Charles the... I don't know what that the number eight. is. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's I, in Roman numerals, guys. We could not be expected to do that I com- in our heads. completely panic whenever I see Roman numerals. <laughs> Thereafter, throughout France, estates of dukes and other lords often included small chapels or other buildings where a resident religious hermit could remain in attendance. According to Campbell, the first estate with a well-known hermitage, which included a small house, chapel, and garden, was Chateau de Gaillon, renovated by Charles Cardinal de Bourbon during the 16th century. Hmm. Garden hermits became popular with British aristocracy during the 18th and early 19th centuries. Contemporary accounts suggest the Weld family kept an ornamental hermit in a purpose-built hermitage on the Lowworth estate in Dorset. Of, <laughs> of equivalent novelty, the Welds also maintained a mimic fort and a harbor beside an adjoining lake. Both? I love that that phrase, of equivalent novelty. What's a mimic fort? I don't know. Um, like a mock fort? Oh, like I see. A, like, like a, a fake one? Yeah, yeah. like almost a reproduction. Uh, both Paines Hill and Hawkstone Park were said to have employed ornamental hermits. The one at Paines Hill, hired by the Han. Um, what's that? The on- Honorable Charles oh. Hamilton? <laughs> the on Charles, yeah. The Han. It, it's, it's the Han period and then Charles Hamilton. And so you thought that was the end of the sentence and that was not... Uh, on you. None of this is on you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would have put it on myself. Uh, the Honorable I, I Charles only, Hamilton. <laughs> I only know that because of how much fucking P.G. Woodhouse I've been reading. <laughs> oh. Um, so they're hired by the Honorable Charles Hamilton for a seven-year term under strict conditions. Lasted three weeks until he was sacked after being discovered in a local pub. Yes, if you were a hermit, you cannot go to the <laughs> local pub. That is against hermit rules. That's amazing to hire someone for a seven-year term. To be a hermit on your property. 
Um, the teen. The trend yeah. continued through the 1830s when the idea became less popular as the state landscaping <laughs> concepts evolved. <laughs> and having- yeah, it's becoming less trendy to have a fucking hermit just on your property. <laughs> Do you think it'll okay. ever become trendy again to just like I, have a little guy? I can guy? only hope so. I really hope so. I feel like concept. I feel like rich, Sorry. like super, super wealthy people with like large estates in particular should have like just a little guy, you know? I feel like <laughs> probably Will Smith has one. You know what I mean? Like, there's probably people who have them. How does Martha? How does Martha Stewart not have one? I don't know. It's just like everyone on Martha Stewart's property has a job. Like they know yeah. what their job is. You know? Yeah. There's no one who's like. It, there's no one whose job is just to be there. It's like you also have to be like. M- minding the baskets in the basket hut she's too industrious to just pay someone to hang out yeah yeah um concept even in the 18th and 19th centuries garden hermits were novelties and eccentricities grottos had become more popular during the 18th century as places to withdraw for meditation relaxation and reflection with an increased focus on industrialism and production, contemplative garden meditation was viewed by some as an extravagance. <laughs> with the lack of personal free time in combination with an increase in disposable income, the popularity of, quote, natural garden landscaping and the rise of neoclassical culture established an environment in which the idea of garden hermits as novelty guests became popular. Hmm. I feel like medit- I still feel like I need a bit more explanation, yeah. but okay. <laughs> I could see meditation grottos being popular within yeah, certain it's like, within I certain guess, circles. But why do you need like a guy there to just be like, I'm also doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am doing this for seven years. Yeah. Until you renew my contract to keep doing it. Uh in some early instances, hermits were simply represented or hinted at rather than personified. Huh? Outside a folly or grotto, a small table and chair, reading glasses, and a classical text might be placed, suggesting that it was where a hermit lived. Ooh, I like that. It's like, does someone yeah. live here or not? Here is evidence. Uh, later, suggestions of hermits were replaced with actual hermits, men hired for the sole purpose of inhabiting a small structure and functioning as any other garden ornament. Hermits would sometimes be asked to make themselves available to guests, answering questions and providing counsel. In some cases, the hermits would not communicate with visitors, functioning instead like a perpetual stage play or live diorama. In return, what? In return for their services and residence, hermits would generally receive a stipend in addition to room and board. Uh, that's so weird, though. That's what, so weird. Providing counsel to visitors? Like, what kind? Like, what? Can you imagine being a visitor and, like, discovering this on someone's property and being like, oh, I'm going to ask them some questions. Yeah, what, and and what, just being like, what what qualifies this person to give advice? I guess they're getting paid to just do nothing. Yeah, that does that does sound kind of like they've figured something out. How would you get this job? I don't know. I've got que- I got questions on questions about this. Uh, questions up the ass about this. <laughs> I don't know where to find the answers. Uh, perhaps in popular culture. Tony Robinson's Channel 4 television documentary show, The Worst Jobs in History, featured this <laughs> occupation in a 2004 episode focusing on the worst jobs of the Georgian era. Was it a bad job or a good job? I can't tell. It does seem like sort of lonely and strict, like you can't even go down to the pub. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Oh, yeah. Tom Stoppard's 1993 play Arcadia deals specifically with the case of an ornamental hermit investigated by one of the main characters. I vaguely remember that from when I read it in high school. The Be Loud Glade, a 2011 novel by Steve Himmer, is narrated by an ornamental hermit. Terry Pratchett had Sam Vimes discover that his wife's country estate housed an ornamental hermit in his 2011 novel Snuff. Okay. Okay. See also Garden Gnome, Sacred Garden, Historic Garden Conservation. I will see those. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> do you have uh, Do you have any garden gnomes in your garden? I don't. I don't have a lot of like non-organic or like not alive garden decoration, but maybe I should get some. I have one garden gnome that is actually a sculpture of my brother um, wearing a gnome <laughs> hat. Uh, that was sculpted by our friend, Andy. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. We'll see. Maybe I'll find, I'll find some sort of place for that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, that concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? Uh-oh. What did I learn? Ruh-roh. Lisa, what did you learn today? Mm, not much. I learned, I learned, I learned that that little kid who peed in your yard is the same kid who, who wrecked your skeleton. (laughs) And I had my suspicions, but to have it confirmed (laughs) is really taking this to another level. Yeah. Poor little guy. Um, and I learned that, uh, a hermitage is a place where hermits live. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. It makes sense now. Yeah. Hermitage. (laughs) Really makes you think. And a hermit depot is where you go to get a hermit. (laughs) And I drew a garden hermit. Oh, that's cute. Look at that little guy. That looks like... That looks like if Alan was a man. (laughs) Alan basically is a man. She is. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, That's our show. That's our show. Did we want to do any sleep talkers? Yes. Read me some sleep talk. Okay. I have a a few here. Um, Okay. Once we we asked our listeners if they had any funny stories about talking in their sleep. And and here's a couple. Uh, Once years ago when my family was staying in a hotel, my brother said in his sleep, Smashing pumpkins. If I have to, I'll test it. Testify. <laughs> That's what happens when you read a lot of Sherlock Holmes books on a holiday in the nineties. I guess. Um, let's see. Uh, one time, I was lying awake in bed, and my younger brother Richie, who was fast asleep, sat up straight and said, "It's a sin to produce evil," and then laid back down. <laughs> It freaked me out so much that I wrote it down. But when I told him about it the next day, he had no idea why he would have said it. Wow. I mean, it is a sin to produce evil. I would say that that's correct. (laughs) Um, I'm going to do one more. Uh, This listener included a recording of them doing it. Apparently, they have an app called Sleep Cycle, which recorded them speaking in their sleep, which is like mind blowing. I didn't know that existed. They said, hi, my sleep app caught me saying, yeah, and you're just going to have to fucking kiss my butt. <laughs> like a Wait, middle. What? Can we play the recording? Oh, we yes. have it. We have it. Yeah. Okay, let's play it. Yes, that's true. We did get permission granted to play this. Um, they said, I said it like a middle schooler and it makes me laugh so hard. It makes me laugh as well. Yeah, and you're just going to have to fucking kiss my butt. 
thank you so much for sending those. Uh, we'll do more <laughs> next time. I uh, really please keep recording yourself and please send it if you hear any other good ones. I can't believe there's an app that records you while you're sleeping. It's so oh strange. yeah, I like it. That's good shit. Um, is that it? Are there others? Mm, there's more, but I'll save them for next time. All right. Um, you can send your sleep ramblings to babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on a related note, I found the like subreddit for like Ambien for people to post on when they're on Ambien. Oh my and God. Most of them seem pretty fake, but yeah. the ones that seem real are really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I like the I like the format of tweet where it's like a really strange tweet and then later they follow up like months later and, and tweet under the tweet and they're like, sorry, I just discovered there was a gas leak in my apartment. So sorry oh, if I've yeah. been if I've been behaving erratically or my tweets seem strange. Um and that's oh, wow. so scary to me, but also like sometimes the tweets are really good. Yeah. You know, the gas leak made the tweets extremely good. <laughs> but I'm also really glad they discovered the gas leak and didn't die. Um there Terrifying. is this, <laughs> this one guy on the on the ambient Reddit who just talks about how much he loves his wife. <laughs> <laughs> It's so sweet. Yeah, he's like, I miss, I miss my wife. She's not home. Um, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, um, that's our show. Thank you for listening. Um, you can follow me online. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm at Lisa Draws on Instagram and Lisa Hanwell on TikTok. Thanks to our producer Rob Para. Yay! Thanks to my brother Nate Heller for our theme songs. Yay! And goodbye! goodbye. Yay! We know everything, baby geniuses. We know everything, baby geniuses. We know everything, baby geniuses. We know MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported